Fort Worth. Co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. And it's a Friday morning. It is August 20th, a feast or the memorial of St. Bernard, one of the doctors of the church and a great teacher of the faith. Pray for us. So much to talk about today. Really looking forward to catching up with Doug Keck as we do every Friday for our Inside Word, as we call it, giving you a heads up on great programming, which will be coming over the next few days and weeks on the network. And uh, what a great past week it was with EW10 awarding its first Mother Angelica Award to someone just off the charts, Catholic rock star as far as I'm concerned, the amazing Archbishop Charles Chaput. Uh, We posted the image of him receiving the award from our own Michael Warsaw last week, and oh boy, Facebook went crazy. Just so many people saying, wow, that is just a perfect recipient for this award. And we'll have Doug talk about that a little bit, but also what's coming up in programming. And then speaking of EWTN and Ave Maria Radio and all of our great affiliates out there, thank you, thank you, thank you for carrying EWTN programming and for being one of our members of our radio family. Today is National Radio Day, so congratulations to all the stations out there and, of course, to our network, EWTN, talk a little bit about National Radio Day, uh, a little background about radio. It's how I started in the business, and also a fun story about uh, bumping into Marconi, <laughs> a surprise uh, for me that took place years ago when Deacon Dom and I were in northern Italy for our 25th anniversary. It's not one of those godcidences I should have put in my book, Listening for God, and I just it just came to me when I was talking to my publicist, Gail, we were uh, mentioning this and, and uh, just sending out congratulations to EW Chan and our other partners at Catholic Radio, and I said, you know, that's something I should have put in my book because it was quite unique. We discovered, and I'll tell you the story at the bottom of the hour in Fact Check Friday, but it was just a really cool experience because we were in this, staying in this beautiful town of Rapallo, and we discovered, didn't even know about this Marian shrine that was at the top of the mountain. And so we go to this Marian shrine, and then we get a hug from God as it relates to Marconi and what he was doing in Rapallo, where he was fun in relationship to the beginning of radio. So I'll give you a little bit more detail coming up, but it's fun. And I think it's something to be positive about, the fact that we have this incredible gift to be able to speak the truth, and that many of our TV programs on EWTN are also carried on the radio. And after Fact Check Friday, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to be talking to my dear friend, an amazing uh, reporter and journalist and New York Times bestselling author and host, and news director here at EWTN, Raymond Arroyo. A great show last night, the world over. Uh, watched the whole thing. Uh, he had excellent guests. And the first half of the show was dedicated to this debacle in Afghanistan. But it was such an in-depth interview. And what Raymond and I are going to be talking about is the lack of depth that's out there in the media, even though here and there, and you'll hear some of the stories that I'll be reporting in the news coming up in just a few minutes, even though here and there you have reality checks with the CNN reporter on the ground saying this is a total mess despite what the president said in his interview the other day, or you have other people at the Washington Post and other media, you have someone on the floor of parliament who served for Great Britain in Afghanistan who is appalled and poured his heart out and was very emotional and almost broke down. We'll have a clip of that. And the media are talking about his response to our quote-unquote withdrawal. 
So there are glimpses of hope out there, but will this continue and why, why, why has it taken this long? Because when the media, and this is what Raymond and I will talk about, when the media are doing their jobs and serving as the watchdogs that they're supposed to be, then power is held in check and they can't get away with as much as they normally would get away with. Now, this has even been exemplified for us the last few days. Did you notice that there haven't been regular updates from the White House? The vice president is nowhere to be found. Why isn't she addressing the nation? Why isn't she standing there with Biden? Where is she? She put out one tweet. Now she's heading out somewhere to some trip. And the president, when he does have another press conference earlier this week, what is it about? It's about COVID. And then he walks away with the reporters, all the reporters from the White House press corps, yelling at him, asking questions. Why? Because the media are not coddling him, are not throwing him softballs. Some still are. But there are quite a few at some of the bigger second networks that are finally saying, hmm, something might be rotten in Denmark. You think? So anyway... Raymond and I have a lot to say about this, and uh, we will uh, talk right after the Fact Check Friday at the bottom of the hour. And also, again, looking forward to chatting with Doug Keck, as we always do on a Friday, with our inside word with great programming on this amazing network. EWTN.com is a website, so you don't have to miss any of the great programs. You can go back to it. And in the coming weeks, we're going to be talking about the new season of The Catholic View for Women, which will be airing on Sunday, September 5th. I believe that's actually Labor Day weekend. All right, let's give you a glimpse of the weather and what we're in for because this tropical storm Henri is looking like a hurricane more and more. Let's give you uh, just a quick summary. Excessive rain may create flooding in parts of the northern plains and mid-Atlantic today. Severe thunderstorms possible from the central plains into the upper Midwest. Henri will strengthen today into the weekend and also causing, again, additional problems in the northeast where they're closely monitoring the situation. Already six minutes past the hour. As you can imagine, there is a ton of news to get through, so let's do that right now. It's a Friday morning. It's August 20th, and you are listening to the one, the only, E. WTN. Well, Christian leaders and aid organizations warning Afghanistan's terrified Christians to brace for a new round of persecution in the wake of the Taliban's takeover of the country. One Afghani Christian leader telling the aid organization International Christian Concern, we are telling people to stay in their houses because going out now is too dangerous. The man, whose name was withheld for security reasons, saying Christians in the country fear the Taliban attacks on Christian communities and that they would start soon. They fear that it is only a matter of time before the attacks happen, going on to say it will be done mafia style. Some known Christians already receiving threatening phone calls and these calls unknown people saying, we are coming for you. Taliban fighters, meanwhile, torturing and killing members of an ethnic minority in Afghanistan after recently overrunning their village. This is according to Amnesty International and a report in the Associated Press. Amnesty saying this is fueling fears that they will again impose a brutal rule, even as they urge imams to push a message of unity at the first gathering for Friday prayer since the capital was seized. The Taliban have sought to reject moderation and have pledged to restore security and forgive those who fought them in the 20 years since a U.S.-led invasion. Ahead of Friday prayers today, leaders urging imams to use sermons to appeal for unity 
urge people not to flee the country and to counter, quote-unquote, negative propaganda about them. But many Afghans are skeptical, the AP and the amnesty officials say. One report providing more evidence that undercuts the Taliban's claims that they have changed. Amnesty International saying that its researchers spoke to eyewitnesses who recounted how the Taliban killed nine men in a village back on July 4th through the 6th, saying six of the men were shot and three were tortured to death. The brutality of the killings, a reminder of the Taliban's past, Amnesty International says, and a horrifying indicator of what Taliban rule may bring. Richard Ingle is on the ground in Kabul, telling us the US, U.S. has evacuated another 3,000 people from Afghanistan. Most arrive here already exhausted, because to get here, they had to navigate through Taliban fighters who control the airport perimeter and whose idea of crowd control is using guns and whips. A White House official saying the latest airlift to bring in the total of U.S. evacuations to about 9,000. A report from Al Jazeera says a Taliban, meanwhile, has been making it harder to leave the country. Those reports claiming the militants have closed off the road leading to the Kabul airport in an effort to restrict the flow of people being evacuated. Also, a United Nations report says Taliban fighters have been conducting targeted door-to-door visits of people who worked with U.S. and NATO forces. The Biden administration yesterday finally acknowledging reports that evacuees were having trouble reaching the international airport in Kabul, which is surrounded by those Taliban checkpoints. Joe Biden will speak to the nation today about the evacuation from Afghanistan of American citizens and their families and vulnerable Afghans. His remarks will come as he's taking political fire from Republicans and Democrats over the chaos as the Taliban take over the country. Two top government spokespeople, as Mark Mayfield tells us, still say they're just not sure how many Americans are still in Afghanistan. Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby admitted he doesn't know how many U.S. citizens remain as the Taliban take control. Meanwhile, State Department spokesperson Ned Price said he wasn't sure either. This comes as American troops are at the Kabul airport assisting people who want to leave. A Taliban spokesman pledging to honor women's rights in Afghanistan, but there is widespread skepticism that will not last. As you heard earlier, Texas A&M professor Gregory Gauss predicting there will be international calls to help women leave the nation as refugees. I think we in the United States have a moral responsibility to do that. We should do it. But how much people in Europe will see that as something that practically they can do, I I don't know. He says there will be a debate over our moral responsibility after a 20-year military presence. And criticism of how Joe Biden is handling the Afghan withdrawal continues to come in from overseas, including from Great Britain. British MP Tom Tugendhat, who served in Afghanistan, became visibly emotional as he verbally attacked Biden in a speech on the floor of Parliament, calling him, among other things, shameful for maligning the whole of the Afghan military and accusing Joe Biden of having torn open old wounds with a withdrawal that felt like defeat. He took particular offense at Biden's comments about the Afghan army whom he served alongside. To see their commander-in-chief call into question the courage of men I fought with, to claim that they ran, it's shameful. Those who have never fought for the colors they fly should be careful about criticizing those who have. He, such as many other veterans of war, he said, struggled through anger, grief, and rage amid the news of the fall of Kabul. CNN, and Raymond and I will be talking about this a little bit later on in the program, continuing to offer 
critical coverage of Joe Biden amid his administration's turbulent military withdrawal from Afghanistan. Clarissa Ward, CNN's chief international correspondent, who's been reporting from Kabul, calling what she witnessed an absolute mess, offering a stunning rebuke to Biden's claim to ABC News, George Stephanopoulos, that the pull-out of troops out of Afghanistan, which quickly resulted in a takeover by the Taliban, was not a failure. It is just an absolute mess. And we heard President Biden say yesterday in his uh, comments to ABC News that this is not a failure. And I think a lot of people outside that airport, particularly those taking the kinds of extreme actions we're just talking about, would like to know if this isn't failure, what does failure look like exactly? FoxNews.com reporting an analysis piece published on CNN's website also offering a scathing response to Joe Biden's defense of the Afghan withdrawal. CNN White House reporter Stephen Collins writing yesterday, Biden is failing to adequately explain why he so badly failed to predict the swift collapse of the Afghan state and his credibility has been sullied because his confident downplaying of the risks of the withdrawal have been repeatedly confounded by several events. Seven months into his term, he said Biden no longer gets credit simply for not being Donald Trump. Another big story, of course, is still making headlines. Some massive U.S. Navy transport ship on its way to Haiti to help provide relief following last weekend's 7.2 magnitude earthquake. Many aid workers already on the ground, such as Monty Oetker with Samaritan's Purse. We're here to bring an emergency field hospital unit uh, to the area that was stricken by the earthquake. Uh, we'll be handling uh, various orthopedic procedures. So we brought in a lot of medical relief supplies, uh, the infrastructure we need to operate. The USS Arlington set to reach the devastated island nation by Sunday, carrying a fleet surgical team, 200 Marines, two helicopters, and a landing craft. The U.S. Southern Command delivering a field surgical hospital Thursday, and the Pentagon expects to set up four field hospitals next week. The quake last Saturday already killing more than 2,000 people and leaving more than 12,000 hurt. And finally, in our new segment at 14 minutes past the hour on a Friday morning edition of Catholic Connection, August 20th, Jennifer Polsoni tells us parts of the East Coast around New York and New Jersey preparing for the potential impact of tropical storm Henri that could strengthen into a hurricane in the Atlantic. Areas from Rockaway Beach, the east end of Long Island to the Jersey Shore face dangerous surf, life-threatening rip currents and gusty winds Saturday into early Sunday with lots of rain. Islip Town Supervisor Angie Carpenter says they're getting ready. We've actually been in prep mode since Monday, and here we are Thursday because we were expecting Storm Fred. Crews have been removing water from storm drains and clearing gutters, all in anticipation of the big storm. Hope you're having a beautiful Friday morning, 14 minutes past the hour. Whatever weather brings, know that you can always tune in to us at EWTN. Thanks be to God for this network and our hundreds of affiliates around the country. And say a prayer in Thanksgiving because it's National Radio Day. Yay! We'll talk more about this with Doug Keck, Inside Word, also looking at the great programming and also looking back at the first Mother Angelica Award, which was given last week to the amazing Archbishop Charles Chaput. We'll be right back. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria mutual funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria mutual funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. 
This program brought to you in part by the nonprofit Angelicum Academy. This is Father Joseph Essio. I have an important message for all you homeschooling families. You can get an outstanding and fully accredited Catholic college education and save $100,000. To learn how, go to angelicum.net. That's angelicum.net. Earn 75 college credits and an associate's degree in high school for just $3,500 a year. And earn your BA degree just one year later at age 19. Check this out at angelicum.net. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Ray. My latest book, Jesus, the Master Psychologist, Listen to Him, talks about how Jesus was 2,000 years ahead of modern enlightened psychology. If he's God, he knows the absolute best way to live, whether psychology agrees or whether it doesn't. Go to AveMariaRadio.net to get your copy. Jesus will tell you the best way to live. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. minutes past the hour. It's a Friday morning moving through the uh, last uh, last few weeks of summer. It doesn't technically end until September, but it's August 20th already. My goodness, time flies. Always appreciate the great work of EWTN and our President and Chief Operating Officer who joins us once a week out of his busy schedule. Uh, Doug, I, I've just been glued to so many of our programs and I'm just so grateful that we have this opportunity to speak the truth. But let me start by congratulating you on 40 years on this National Radio Day. Of course, EWTN is also television, but what a great thing to honor one of our great leaders in the church. I mean, I had such great feedback when I posted this this picture, this adorable picture of Michael Warsaw giving the, the Mother Angelica Award the first to Archbishop Chaput. Congratulations. Yeah, definitely. Archbishop Chaput uh, is a great man. I think he's done great work over the years. I think he's been one of the voices, consistent voices uh, over the years. Obviously, some relationship with EWTN and being uh, the longest uh, serving bishop on, on the Board of Governors over these years, uh, you know, made him really uniquely qualified to be the person that was selected for the first witness to Providence uh, Mother Angelica Award. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, all of us who know him on a personal level uh, will tell people, like Mother Angelica, he is who he seems to be. Uh, and I think in some ways today, what's even better is that he feels uh, freed up a little bit uh, right. to even uh, maybe speak the truth even in a more loud uh, way than he was could before. Because sometimes people don't understand that, you know, when you're in a a situation and you have an official position and right. a personal position you know you have to be careful about uh, you know indicating those things because there are official positions and there may be personal positions they may not exactly be the same 
One of the the things that that I see so much of, um, and to me it's so, so important, and I guess you and I look at it from a different perspective because we have this, this, we call it the inside word with you. You and I both come from the secular media, and I think one of the reasons why we're so passionate about what we do is because we know what it's like out there. Now, we're just starting to see, Doug, a little bit of a reality check with the media. You heard some of the stories ahead in the news. But you think about us here at EW Chen, thanks be to God, we're able to talk about this, Right, right? Right, right. Well, I think one of the things with it is uh, no one likes to be embarrassed. And unfortunately, the mainstream media, which has been carrying water for uh, for certainly Joe Biden over the last 18 months, and I think continue to do that wherever there might have been some setbacks, at least if you believe with the economy or inflation and other things, the southern border, where one would say that a normal person would say there's some problems here, it's not great. Mm -hmm. But the pictures and the images, as we were talking offline, uh, coming out of Afghanistan can't be hidden. Right. Uh, And I think a lot of these people, they're embarrassed, and, and no one likes to be embarrassed, and people who have big egos especially don't like to be embarrassed. And so no one wants to take the blame, as we're seeing, you know, State Department's blaming the president, who's blaming the intel, who's, you know, the finger pointing's all over the place. And a lot of the reporting people want to make sure that they're not also tarred with whatever failure. No one likes failure. And uh, obviously, uh, there's no way you could spin this as anything but uh, a disaster. I mean, it's a disaster. Um, we can all agree that we we should get out of Afghanistan. Right, um, right. That's fine. That wasn't the issue. That was the ploy that was used on Monday to act like that was the question. That was the straw man. It, it That wasn't the issue. The issue was, uh, if we know we're going out, and this is something we've been planning for years effectively, and certainly over the last year and a half there was a plan to actually uh, you know, uh, do something about it, how could you have it go the way it's gone? Right. Um, but so just, terrible on every you know, level, Doug. And, right. and this and, is why analysis and, and, and really understanding, and Raymond brought this out in the world over last night, right. about the religious connection here, because the secular media, even though, as you said, they know that they're being, they're, 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 maybe they're waking up to the fact that they've been right. used, right, And in some ways, in some circles. But they don't understand because they're pretty much um, religiously illiterate. You and I both know that. The religious implications here, because this is not just a a political or a war thing with with the Taliban. Well, I've I've always said myself is that that the, the, uh, the Western elites believe that if you just give people sex, drug, and rock and rock and yeah, roll, rock and roll, yeah, you know, kind of a thing. Well, they'll get rid of all of these kind of uh, you know quaint belief systems and things, and everybody will be happy because you know we now have LGBT flags flying through the building and in the streets and they don't understand when you come to religion and things like that yes the these people are willing to die for what they believe you may disagree with it you may find it uh, um, you know kind of caveman like approach to life but that's the reality but they they can't equate with that because they don't have that uh, and so again they they just are constantly confused over how this situation can happen like this and why all these positive things that they view as so positive aren't necessarily viewed by everybody as being positive. 
And, and this is why what we do here is so important. So speaking of our great programming, we only have a few minutes left, and I sure. want to give you an opportunity to talk about what's coming up, in addition to all the great news uh, news outlets that we have for people to follow on this developing story. Right. For kids, we got the, the Little Francis uh, tomorrow morning at 6.15 minute episodes. Uh, uh, people can check that out with their uh, sit down with the kids and watch that. Witness to Providence, the first annual Mother Angelica Award, is going to be re-aired uh, tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, Pius XII under the uh, Roman Sky Part 1 is going to be airing tomorrow night. We're also going to be airing uh, after that, Hope, Our Lady of Knock, a wonderful uh, historical docudrama that we did and produced uh, about Our Lady of Knock. So if you're not familiar with it, get familiar with it. Uh, and then Blue Collar Apologetics, five-part miniseries that uh, John Martinoni did. Uh, and also, John's going to be on next week with Father Mitch because his book is out yeah. uh, based on the mm -hmm. series, and people can look for that as well. That, and, of course, go to EWTN.com for all the information about all the other great programming we have. And don't forget, on-demand podcasts, they're all there. So if you miss anything or you want to go and see what else is on there, go to our EWTN on-demand page. Yeah, and uh, we had John on the other day in his new book, and I was honored to write the forward. It, it's a great book because it, it just is so easy for people to embrace. And so we're going to actually, we were chatting off air, we're going to see if we can like dive into it over the next couple of months and maybe pick. He gives like four different strategies in the new book mm -hmm. and kind of like pick a strategy a week to talk about different ways to, to reach people. Right. I yeah. think one of the things we try and do at EWTM, we try and do on the network and radio and anyway, is offer different approaches and different right. opportunities because we all learn differently and we're all at different stages in our faith walk and our and our knowledge of the faith. And so it's important that we have different things for different people that are more and more accessible for some people. Blue Collar Apologetics is right up their alley. Somebody else might say, no, I like, I like to listen to Father Spitzer, you know, because right. he's talking high-end stuff or fill in the blank, or I like Scott Hahn because I like the way he presents information. Mm -hmm. I like Bob and Penny Lord, those old shows, because of the fact that, uh, you know, they were regular people. So that's the idea is to offer that because the great spirituality of Catholicism and that it's all different in different ways and it reaches people. Uh, but what matters is whether it uh, converts them. Amen. And it's universal, right? And that's what Catholic Absolutely. means. Doug, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Appreciate all the great work. Congrats on Always. 40 years. And happy National Radio Day and week. We'll Absolutely. be right back. Talk about that. Ago, yes, I know. And I was only <laughs> I was only a year old. I'm only 41. Uh-huh. Now I have to go to confession. Okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> 25 minutes past the hour on a Friday. Have you felt the desire to be a better Christian man? Be inspired with other men at the Next Great Men program at 7 p.m. Tuesday, August 24th. Author Michael Norman will share his remarkable story working for the Russian Mafia when the Great Men program meets at Three Nations Brewing. The Great Men program is an adult ministry for men seeking God's call in their lives. The Great Men program meets monthly at Three Nations Brewing. Learn more about this event at thegreatmenprogram.com. This is Tony Beshera. My wife Chris and I own Babbage and Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We're also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babbage and Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face-to-face -face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214-823-9999 or you can find us on the web at babbage, B-A-B-I-C-H dot com. 
The St. Padre Prayer Group of St. Joseph Catholic Church in Richardson is holding a one-day retreat called Living as Saints Today on September the 11th. Learn how to live our lives like saints in today's confusing and difficult times. The retreat speaker, Philip Gray, is a well-known canon lawyer and the current president of the Catholic United for the Faith, a foundation that provides professional canonical guidance to individuals and groups. To register, call Tara at 972-832-3203. Seats are limited. KATH 910 AM welcomes Emerson on Harvest Hill as a new sponsor. It's a senior living community in North Dallas near St. Rita Parish. Amenities include chef-prepared meals each day, transportation, social and educational events and activities, 24-hour security, as well as participation in the sacraments. To learn more about Emerson on Harvest Hill or to arrange a tour and visit, you can contact Karen Ray via email at kray at emersonharvesthill.com or you can visit their website, emersononharvesthill.com. Catholic Connection, 28 minutes past the hour on Friday morning to do something called Fact Check Friday, looking at the media, and we'll have what I would say is an expanded version of the segment today, because uh, the wonderful Raymond Arroyo from EWTN and Fox News and all of his many best-selling books, he's going to be joining us up next after this segment to kind of talk a little bit more about the media on this National Radio Day, but more importantly about um, how the media are or aren't responding in terms of doing their jobs with this catastrophe that continues to unfold over in Afghanistan. Now, as we mentioned, there have been some glimmers of hope, but we shouldn't be just raving about the media because they're finally doing the basics and, you know, trying to keep a check on power and get to the bottom of the situation that continues to develop, as we mentioned. So we'll talk with Raymond about that and also really about his show last night. If you didn't see The World Over, go online, go to EWTN.com or TheWorldOver slash EWTN. You can watch it again. But great interview, really diving into what's at stake, much bigger picture even than what the media are saying, as we mentioned before with Doug Keck, because of the religious implications of the Taliban and what they're hoping to accomplish. All right, so today is National Radio Day. And uh, obviously for me and for all of us who are in broadcasting and involved in, in EWTN radio, it means a great deal because radio is such a personal medium. Now, even though... When I was in college, I studied both radio, TV, and print, majored in journalism, minored in broadcast and cinematic arts. My first experience on the air, going back actually to when I was 14 years old in high school, uh, was on the radio. And my first jobs right out of college in 1981 were radio, and I, I made the switch from radio to TV in 1988, but I've done both actually all three ever since and and i think radio is an ex- I, I love tv i but to me radio is such a, a a personal medium it's so much more personal maybe because it's a little bit more simple in terms of the way uh it's brought into uh into your homes and now on your hands and on your laptops right in so many different formats so i just wanted to share a a, a fun story about um radio and this happened and this was a, a real godsendence uh, for me and Deacon Dom, it happened uh, on our 25th anniversary, which was um, quite a while ago. We were celebrating our 25th anniversary in in Italy, and we were staying on the Ligurian coast, which is the northwestern side of Italy, uh, near Genoa, north of Cinque Terre, in this particular town called Rapallo. And it's it's a great place to stay because you're just north of Cinque Terre, close to the very high-end Portofino, but you don't have to worry about the hotel prices because they're much more reasonable in Rapallo, which is one of the reasons why we chose it, but it's still just as beautiful. And you can hop on a boat or you can hop on the train and go down to Cinque Terre and then hop on and hop off and 
see those beautiful little towns known as the five earths or five lands, which is where the Cinque Terre comes from. So anyway, we're in our beautiful little hotel on the waterfront. Picture it, as Sophia from Golden Girls would say, and we're walking through the lobby one day, and we see this brochure about this Marian shrine that we knew nothing about. I don't know why, but this Marian shrine is at the top of this mountain in Rapala where we were staying. And so we thought, wow, what a great thing to do. And we said, let's make an effort. Let's find out when the um, you know the cable car goes up. Because we saw the cable car going up and down, and we had intended to go up there because it looks so pretty just to get the... Uh, the different um, viewpoints, you know, from above the ocean there along the Mediterranean and the Ligurian coast. But it is the Shrine of Our Lady of Montalegro, and it's absolutely beautiful, and they have a beautiful church there, and there's an icon, and there's a place uh, where you can go, and obviously being a church, you can uh, go for Mass there, and then there's a restaurant connected to it. But unbeknownst to us, it also had a connection to the one, the only, Marconi. So we're, we're going up and we're saying, you know, let's make this effort. Let's get up there for mass and let's get up there to pray and see this beautiful shrine. And so we take the cable car and we're going up and we're looking around. And this cable car was just, it was stunning how high it is. And just going over the mountains of Ligurian coast. And you can see beautiful Portofino, San Marguerite Liguori. You can see way down to Cinque Terre in the distance to the south of you. You're looking north to Genoa. I mean, it's just phenomenal, the beauty there, right? And we're all excited because we're going to see this Marian shrine. And we step off the cable car, and there's this plaque, and I see the name Marconi. And so right away I have Dominique take a picture of me, and I, and I read about it. And what it was saying, I took a picture of it, and then I was able to translate it later on, is that was his town. Rapallo was where he was from. And, of course, we know his connection to uh, discovering radio, the radio invention. And he would do, actually, tests from there, from the top of the mountain down to ships in the bay to test the radio signal. And it started there in Rapallo. So that was just a, a really, I think, kind of a, a hug from the Lord. You know, the Lord does that. When you when you say, okay, I want to find out more about, about this saint or this shrine or this, God just shows up in ways that we never expect. And I just thought that that was like God giving me an affirmation. And this, again, was a while ago. Dominic and I got willing, I mean, in a few weeks, we'll be married 38 years. So that was, what, 13 years ago, right? And I just think about about this gift of being able to come to you every day on the radio and then to be just, you know, in that area celebrating our marriage and then bumping into this icon, you know, in radio, not to mention going on to see this beautiful icon of our Blessed Mother. So, Guglielmo Marconi was born in 1874. His invention of the radio was a groundbreaking invention, of course. It had significant implications on just about every aspect of human life. Radio transmissions enabled humankind to communicate around the globe without wires. The radio was seen as an advancement of the telegraphic technology and was a basis for wireless improvements. His discovery is a foundation for radio and TV broadcasts. It is also the technology that paved the way for Wi-Fi and smartphones we use today. So radio, as I said, is, is such a personal medium. And on this National Radio Day, what I did was I found some stats 
about radio just for background. And I hope you appreciate the hard work that all of our affiliates do because being in, in, in Catholic radio and Catholic media in particular, many of the people who are running these radio networks in your own backyard are doing this sacrificially because you don't make a ton of money. It's not about that. It is about um, you know saving souls. As Mother Angelica always said, if she could save one soul with starting EWTN, all of her struggles and her suffering would have been worth it. But radio is such a huge way to communicate the faith. The first commercial radio broadcast back in 1920, there are now over 15,000 radio stations in the U.S. and more than 40,000 worldwide. One in five Americans say listening to the radio is one of the top little things they look forward to each day. In a recent poll, finding it was the number one thing missed about their commute last year, right? Because a lot of people weren't commuting anymore because they were home. A study in 2016 finding that radio personalities were considered one of the best jobs you could have. The radio is the 11th most important invention of all time, according to a poll that came out recently. The top three, electricity, phones, and of course, vaccines, right? But also radio up there as well. So happy National Radio Day to all of our affiliates out there, to EWTN and to my own Ave Maria Radio, work together to bring you all these different programs, including Catholic Connection. And if you haven't done so yet, and if you can, please keep us between, as Mother Angelica always said, and Father Mitch Pacwa still says, your gas and electric bills, and support EWTN and your local station, because we work together to give you Catholic Radio 24-7 for Catholics and other Christians. Someone who knows that very, very well is my friend Raymond Arroyo. He joins us up next to talk more about the media and what they need to do to keep a check on power, which is what they're supposed to be doing in the first place. We'll be right back. Council for Life will celebrate their 20th year anniversary with two featured speakers for its annual Celebrating Life Luncheon on November 17th at the Omni Dallas Hotel. World-renowned neurosurgeon Dr. Ben Carson and multi-award-winning Christian music songwriter and artist Matthew West will highlight the luncheon. For more information, including underwriting opportunities and tickets, visit councilforlife.org slash luncheon. Your odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart. An education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition. An education that ennobles and enables students in their pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more. Father Ignacio Olvera and Faith Fitness Ministries will present a lecture on dating called Dating 102, Casual Dating versus Intentional Dating on Wednesday, August 25th at the Four Corners Brewery on South Irve Street in Dallas, beginning at 7 p.m. All young adults in their 20s and 30s are welcome to attend and participate in this event. It's a great opportunity to be with friends, make some new friends, and hear an important presentation by Father Ignacio. The Sacrament of Confession will be available during the event. This is Philip Campbell, author of the Story of Civilization series. I'm excited to also teach high school history with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider and a sponsor of the station. Your student can meet with me and fellow students online for a live interactive class 
Whether you take history with me, apologetics with Tim Staples, or grade school with Jack A. De La Viega, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, Catholic online learning is available now for your family. Raymond Arroyo really needs no introduction. Internationally known, award-winning journalist, producer, and New York Times best-selling author, founding news director, managing editor, and lead anchor for EWTN News. He is seen in more than 350 million homes on six continents each week and heard on more than 500 AM, FM affiliates and the standalone series channel throughout the U.S., of course. And uh, so excited to have my friend Raymond Arroyo and love his program the world over. Also love his segments on Fox News and many of his books. But, uh, Raymond, you keep me sane both at the world over and your uh, different segments on Fox. Okay, so you and I have been at this a long time, and we have these conversations behind the scenes about the media uh, I just wanted to ask you in general, as we start this conversation, do you think that some in the secular media are finally getting an inkling of a clue of, okay, gee whiz, it might be time to really do our jobs? Your thoughts? Well, I'm not sure, Teresa. And, you know, happy uh, radio day to you and, yep. and to mm-hmm. the great contributions you do, you know, day in and day out. Keeping people, giving people fuller context and real information, much of it, suppressed or ignored. Look, that's where the bias comes. You wrote a whole book about this. Mm-hmm. It's in the, the, the bias is in what's omitted, uh, not often in what's included in a story. And, you know, this morning, uh, there's a new Reuters story, an exclusive Reuters story, where the FBI is saying there seems to be no coordination, none, uh, about what happened on January 6th, that those people weren't there to overthrow the election or the government. They simply blundered into the Capitol, and you know, Granny's taking pictures in the in the rotunda while a couple of you know militia groups are breaking windows. But there was no coordinated effort there. But what have we been told since January? Right. right. This was an insurrection. Trump planned worse it. than nine eleven. Blah blah blah. Yeah, five hundred five hundred people plus arrested. Some still in federal custody. You know, so. We call that an insurrection. What we saw in Afghanistan this week, that's what an insurrection looks like. And this is one that's fueled, and the media never reports this. They talk about them to them as if it's, you know, uh, uh, Trudeau taking over the Canadian government, the way they, they address and interview the Taliban. But the reality is, what you're dealing with here is a deeply held and long-standing religious civil war mm-hmm. in that country. And these are Sunni militants. The, the Taliban are uh, tribal, very ignorant Sunni fundamentalists. That's who they are. And we have to be. We should be so worried about what's happening mm-hmm. in the Middle East because they are forging ties with Iran. That we have given them a military base of operation from which to project terror, not only throughout the Middle East and Europe but on our own shores. And let's not forget that air base. The, the, you see those aircraft flying out of um, uh, Afghanistan from that air base. That air base was also, Teresa, which isn't widely reported, the home of a prison where we kept al-Qaeda yep. uh, and Taliban militants who had, had enacted or organized terrorist attacks here in America. That's where we held them, and they hadn't been prosecuted yet. The Trump plan was to prosecute or send those people to Middle Eastern jails to face prosecution. 
The Taliban released all those people. Biden, the Biden administration allowed them to go in, throw the doors of those jails open, and release some of the most uh, evil, hardened terrorists back into the system. Uh, some of the guys we saw lead this particular takeover of Afghanistan, they were in Guantanamo. Yeah. We traded them. Obama traded them for Bertel. So what we're facing here is an absolute foreign policy collapse, a dereliction of duty, really, in many ways, uh, uh, among our intelligence community, our defense community, and some are saying in the White House itself. And maybe there's a case to be made. Well, there's so much confusion, and, and I was I was watching, and I was really trying uh, you know, to to pull all these different sound bites together for my newscast this week to show the contradiction. Because last month we know mm -hmm. that they, that Joe Biden said that it's not going to be, and you mentioned this last night in your in your World Over reports and your interviews, mm -hmm. it's not going to be Saigon. And yet you have the images of the helicopters coming in. I mean, like carbon copy of what happened in the fall of Saigon, right? And then you have Blinken saying, oh, it's not going to happen from a Friday to a Monday. It happens from a Friday to a Monday in terms of most of the, <laughs> the horrendous activity. And then what really struck me this week, as, as a journalist who's covered so many press conferences, and when I was in the secular media, I, I, I did cover different events with various you know candidates that came through, even you know the president and the vice president when they came through Detroit or whatever. Sure. And, and, and I, I've never seen a response from a federal official with a deer-in-the-headlights look when the defense secretary was asked by one of the reporters, and I'm paraphrasing, a woman asked, so you're telling us that we have to negotiate, we have no choice but to negotiate with the Taliban for the thousands of Americans that are still there. And he just stood there. He stood there, didn't say anything. Right. And then Millie steps up to the podium and then gives some, you know, deflection or whatever about, well, we're doing this, that, or the other thing. But he was dumbfounded. The secretary of defense... Well, you, you are watching in real time. The, this is what we have been living under for years, and frankly, people have looked the other way. This is what Trump dealt with. This is what we've been, we've been watching around the world. It's the failure of our intelligence and our defense community. They don't know which end is up. And, they, and they're, they're led by the nose by defense contractors who want to spend billions and trillions of dollars. And that's the other piece of it. Not only have we unleashed this terrorist base in the Middle East and allowed it to be created, we funded it, Teresa. You and I, the people listening, we sent trillions of dollars there. And Trump's idea was to pull our troops out and blow up all the military installations, including the airstrips. So they couldn't be used, and the weaponry couldn't be used. Instead, Biden does this hasty pullout. We are leaving behind hundreds of armored vehicles, airstrips, uh, our entire embassy, all kinds of installations throughout the country. So we have basically furnished the Taliban and Iran, and soon I think China, to come in and have a base of terrorist operations in the Middle East. This is... This is an infernal blunder. Yeah, and so many levels. It's also a blunder of the media, though, too, Raymond. And you and I have been doing this for a very long time. Raymond Arroyo is our mm -hmm. guest, again, news director and chief well, editor for EWG. Well, that's not too long for me. Well, I mean, you look great. I think we both look pretty good. We have that olive oil of Olay thing going on because we're both uh, Italian-American. But, but no, seriously, the, the dereliction of the media, you and I have um, I've been on your show talking about this. You've been on mine. But, but we're finally seeing these little glimpses. I want to play this clip of one of the reporters from CNN uh, defying 
what Biden said in this quote-unquote interview he did with Stephanopoulos the other day mm-hmm. and saying that, oh, it was fine, there were no mistakes. But listen to what the reporter on the ground, uh, the CNN reporter on the ground, had to say about that. It is just an absolute mess. And we heard President Biden say yesterday in his uh, comments to ABC News that this is not a failure. And I think a lot of people outside that airport, particularly those taking the kinds of extreme actions we're just talking about, would like to know if this isn't failure, what does failure look like exactly? So all of a sudden, CNN, which has been just in a love fest with um, Harris and Biden and, and anyone on the left, uh, and, and it's been all hate Trump, all hate conservatives all the time. Now they're getting a glimpse of reality. And I just, it, it, it's okay, fine, but we shouldn't pat them Clarissa on the... Ward? Yes, it's Clarissa Ward. Clarissa Ward, yeah. Yeah. Cl- Cl- yeah. Let me tell you what a piece of that is. Um, you know, reality breaks through when you find yourself in the middle of a dangerous situation. Right. Clarissa Ward found herself outside the airport, surrounded by these horrible uh, Taliban <laughs> you know, uh, fighters, and they were roughing up her producers, they were threatening her, and then she filed the report you just played. That is in marked, that's a marked change from her initial report, right. which were, they're chanting death to America. But they sound me, really nice. Actually very friendly. <laughs> Yeah, so, we, we've seen the evolution. Uh, and look, I've been in those situations in Egypt where where I was surrounded before I came to EWTN, uh, surrounded by the Muslim Brotherhood and some of these other groups. It's scary. I get it. It's hard for a reporter out there. But that's why you have to go extricate yourself to a safe location to file your reports. You don't do it in the middle of, of you know, a, a, a hot situation. But Look, people are coming to the reality here that Joe Biden is not in control of foreign policy. Uh, he's not in control of domestic policy either. In fact, we're not sure if he's in control at all. Mm-hmm. And that begs an enormous question when you are the leader and have been elected leader of the free world. So in terms of if the media had been doing even an inkling of their job, and again, I don't want to give them too much credit for what they're doing now. I mean, this is what they're supposed to do every day. These are the questions that you raised in, in your great interview um, last night on this situation have continued to raise on, on Laura Ingram's show as well. Uh, but... I think we would be in a much different situation because you and I are trained, Raymond, that we're supposed to keep a check on power. That's what the media are supposed to do. This is how it was set up in this great country of ours, and this is what our founding fathers believed. There has been such a dereliction of duty, absolutely, in terms of the government, but also the responsibility of the media. And I think they're feeling it, too. If you notice some of the pieces from the Washington Post or the New York Times, they have people there in addition to CNN, and they're realizing now that, oh, my gosh. reality. Right. It's like 9-11. It's like 9-11, Teresa. Look, terrorist activity has happened and will happen. That became enormous because it was the center of the media universe. Terrorism had allowed, had landed on their doorstep. Um, when, it, when it affects you personally, it means something. And that's what we're seeing happening here. But, you know, look, the, the number one thing a journalist has to be is curious. You have exactly. to always be curious and challenge what you're hearing and seeing and, and, and check things out. That's your job, to confirm or deny things for the public. Um, what I found here is an unwillingness to even ask the questions. And just seeing the state of Joe Biden day to day, and initially it, it was mildly humorous. Then it got deadly serious during the campaign. And I was one of the only people asking, are we sure he's home he doesn't seem capable of putting together basic syntax or ideas. Or even in now, the interview with Stephanopoulos, and right. we don't have the whole thing, right? 
right. You, you don't have the whole thing. That was a heavy, heavily edited right. interview, and it was a disaster. Then I read the transcript. The transcript is like trying to translate Farsi. None of it makes sense. It's all topsy-turvy. No idea coheres. He's contradicting himself. And they saved him by, by, by editing the thing down. And it was still bad. Serious questions need to be asked about Joe Biden's mental state, his cognitive abilities, and whether he grasps um, and understands the dire consequences that he's thrown the country yeah, into. Yeah, and, and the media are going to have to uh, face uh, face God. Obviously, we all do, but they're going to have to face uh, yeah. people here because their their lack of continuing uh, coverage or, or their failure to 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 open up this story and to really look at and to really say, wait a minute. Mr. President, just last month you said that there wasn't going to be a fallout. We weren't right. going to have this problem. Now you're saying you were told that chaos would ensue, and then you have Millie saying we didn't know. So it's all over the map, and they don't even know no, how many no, people are there. Everybody's, everybody's contradicting everybody and trying to cover their you know, backsides. But the, 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 the heart of this, Teresa, and what's getting lost in all of this are the consequences to the American people. Amen. First of all, the the Christian community there is going to be slaughtered. Right. They're going door-to-door right now. I know for a fact they're forcing young girls to marry their fighters. They're forcing every woman into a burqa. The Taliban and Sharia law are back, and there is no freedom for those people, particularly religious freedom. That's yeah. A. B, we're bringing, we're importing 65,000 Afghan refugees, 65,000 to our shores. We're putting them in, in uh, military installations, and then some of them are going to be settled very shortly in Dallas, Austin, and Houston, Texas. Uh, wh- where, is the, where is the consult for, with the local community leaders about this? Right. I'm not so sure, and I've spoken to people in the region, I'm not so sure it's a good idea to bring refugees out of their, their, their native region. They should be allowed to settle near their homes so they can go back in time if they so choose. And they will not have that option if they're living in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Um, it, it also dislocates the community. You know, it, it, it dislocates You talked the about that last night in, in terms of, yeah. of, of what that's doing to the people and, and, and bringing them here, that most of them would rather stay in the region, at least near to, the, to their homes and family. Raymond, I want to have you back on again because there's so many other questions that I have. And I want to refer people to your program last night, which was excellent, uh, really diving into this very deeply. Raymond Arroyo, News Director for EWTN, best-selling New York Times author, and of course host of The World Over and contributor to Fox News, and so appreciate his comments on the media. Have a great weekend. Uh, We'll be right back. Let you know what's coming up on Monday. Stay tuned. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. 
Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. I was listening to EWTN, and you were on with one of your little snippets, and you said some words that brought me back to the church. I've been away for a long time. You don't know how much I appreciate those words, and I don't know why those particular words that day got to me. EWTN, helping people grow in their love and understanding of God. CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. I was chatting with uh, Andrew Kruczyk. There's so many stories uh, throughout this whole situation we're working on for you for Monday. So many issues. And as Raymond said, we want to cover the issue with women um, and girls. It's just off the charts. Anyhow, thanks be to God for the opportunity to talk about this openly on EWTN and Ave Maria Radio and all of our wonderful, wonderful excuse me, affiliates on this National Radio Day. Have a great weekend. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And we'll talk to you Monday. Bye. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Charity. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Catholics have witnessed dramatic changes in law, culture, and popular opinion on issues of sexual identity and gender. These changes present Catholic families with unprecedented challenges. Mary Rice Hassan, founder of the Person and Identity Project, an organization to assist the Catholic Church in promoting the Catholic vision of the human person and responding to the challenges of gender ideology, will give a talk to parents about gender ideology. The event will take place on Wednesday, September 8th at St. Andrew's Catholic Church in Fort Worth. For more information, visit strandrewcc.org. Your odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart. An education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition. An education that ennobles and enables students in the pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs are available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, 
Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 